Hello everyone, and welcome to the first installment of Hashtag Remember. I'm your host, John Nelson. In Hashtag Remember, we want to continue to honor fallen firefighters and all of those affected by a line of duty death by turning the spotlight on the people and the resources available to navigate the difficult waters of an LODD. In our first episode entitled Keeping Your House in Order, we have the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation's Ian Bennett. Since 2001, Ian has worked with the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation on programs such as Taking Care of Our Own and Uniformed Outreach. He is also part of the command staff for the National Fallen Firefighters Memorial Weekend, uh, which is held every October at the National Fire Academy. In April of 2020, after 33 years and three states worth of fire service, Ian retired as the fire chief of Harrisonburg, Virginia Fire Department. Ian's also an alumnus of James Madison University and a graduate of the Executive Fire Officer Program through the National Fire Academy. Ian, welcome to Hashtag Remember. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Ian, let's not mince words. Firefighting is a dangerous profession. Every time that we get in the apparatus, it could be our last time. God forbid any of us become a line of duty death victim. But as I said in the opener, the title of today's episode is Keeping Your House in Order. What are some of the things that firefighters need to do so that they don't burden their families with additional issues on top of suddenly losing a loved one? Uh, great, great issue, John, and, and I appreciate you all doing this and, and getting the word out because this is a critical phase. Uh, when something happens, whether it's a, a line of duty death or a serious injury, having uh, their house in order and having their preferences known is critical. Some of the things individually um, is knowing what you want to happen. Uh, we have some sample contact information. I know you'll have it on your website. Uh, we have firehero.org, which is the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation website, and all this information is on both these websites. But a, a sample contact information form and have this documented, uh, having the contact information. Who do you want contacted if something happens to you? How do you want them to be contacted? Who should make this notification? It's usually the fire chief. Uh, do you want some kind of religious, is there a chaplain, is there some kind of religious uh, affiliation you want th to make that? Are there some close people in the fire department uh, that you want to make those notifications as well? Some of your religious preferences, your funeral preferences, what do you want to happen uh, in, in a funeral? These are tough things to, to make the decisions on, but they're critical uh, if something happens. Wills, life insurance policies, the documentations on those, and any special requests if something ha should happen to you uh, is important to be documented. Um, we can look at beneficiary forms. There's a lot of different benefits out there for firefighters, and we'll talk about those a little bit as we go through this, uh, but each one has a beneficiary. Some are relegated by law, whether it's state or federal law, but some of them actually have a beneficiary form uh, that you can state who you want to get that benefit. So knowing what beneficiary forms there are and filling out those beneficiary forms ahead of time, obviously is critical. That's state, local, federal level, all that kind of stuff. Um, and knowing what benefit information is out there, uh, knowing those state, federal, and local benefits uh, that you may be eligible for and preparing for that just in case. Ian, is there a one-stop shop where we can go and access all this information? I mean, we've all filled out forms for who we want to leave stuff to, but I had no idea that there were entities at the state and federal level that could also help us out during a line of duty death. Is there a one-stop shop where we can access all that information? Absolutely. So from the federal and state benefits, um, firehero.org. Uh, you can go on our National Fallen Firefighters website and navigate to benefits, and it's listed by all 50 states. And it's uh, obviously the federal goes across the nation and then each 50 state is listed what uh, applicable benefits are at that time. 
You know, most firefighters out there have already filled out all of these forms. Why is it so important to make sure that everything's up to date? Doesn't this stuff automatically update as our careers go? Unfortunately, uh, family situations change. And we've seen uh, pretty much stories of that where you may fail out a beneficiary form today. And then maybe, unfortunately, your situation changes where it's a divorce or girlfriend, boyfriend changes, that kind of stuff. And that's how who, who you had dedicated as that beneficiary. Um, unfortunately, if you if that beneficiary is in, in paper on file with the department, then that's who's going to get paid a benefit, depending on what benefit it is. Uh, so it's critical to keep these up to date. Uh, some people do it on an annual basis. Every January 1st, they'll pull out their forms and do it. Some do it on a case-by-case basis as it changes. But it's critical to keep them up to date so who you want to get the money uh, gets that money based on the beneficiary form. Ian, clearly the families of firefighters are not the only ones affected by a line-of-duty death. Fire departments get rocked, too. What are some of the preliminary measures that a head of a fire department should take? Uh, you're correct. The impact on the department is huge. Uh, and one of the best things and the most important thing they can do is have a plan. Um, this is no different than a, you know, a fire alarm fire. And we have pre-plans, we have assignments uh, for these types of events, and we should for a line of duty death or a serious injury as well. So a comprehensive written plan. And we have a course for that, which we'll talk about later when we talk about that and, and can assist that. But And it covers everything. The plan has, needs to cover everything from notification. Who makes notification? How do you do it? Uh, today's world is a little different than 10 years ago with social media. You know, it used to be you could all gather and then you could go. But with Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, uh, that, that, that dynamic has changed. So notification is critical and timely notification uh, to, to the fire hero family members is critical. Funeral protocols, what's your department going to do uh, in, you know, for a funeral, with levels of funerals, all that type of stuff. Uh, so it's important to have that written plan that comprehensively addresses a line of duty death or serious information. Uh, assisting the maintaining, we talked about the up-to-date paperwork. The department can assist with that, you know. Every January 1st, uh, every member has to pull out their paperwork and update uh, based on their family situation. So helping the individuals maintain that up-to-date paperwork. Knowing what benefits are available uh, for their members, whether it's federal, you know, whether there's a public safety officer's benefit, that's the big one. State benefits can include one-time death benefit, worker comp, funeral benefits, retirement and pension plans, health insurance, education. There's a lot of state benefits, so knowing what those are. Local departments, localities have benefits. Private, if you're a union member, the International Association of Firefighters has benefits. Fraternal organizations. So having that information available. Again, Fire Hero is a good one, and we'll talk about the local system state teams here in a little bit that also can assist with that. And knowing how to file claims. Um, and we have a process to help with that, which you and I will get to here in a little bit. But the department have a good plan of knowing how to identify these benefits and file the claims uh, timely for them. And just to let you guys know, Ian has been kind enough to provide us with documents such as financial benefits checklists, designation of beneficiaries, and emergency contacts templates for you guys to download. We'll have those on afterthefirepodcast.com under hashtag remember. Again, that's afterthefirepodcast.com hashtag remember. Ian, a line of duty death also takes its toll on crews and coworkers. How does the head of the fire department ensure that the mental well-being of the firefighters is taken care of? That's a great question. And of course, the, the behavioral health aspect is becoming, uh, fortunately, a lot more prevalent in, in the fire service today. It's something we overlooked for years. 
So hopefully departments have of a current behavioral health program and the line of duty death or serious injury is a component of that, whether it's peer support or, or whatever program you use at that particular time. Um, that can be in the department, that can be a mutual aid in another department or having the resources in the community, uh, that program established. If you need help after a, a line of duty death, the fallen firefighters can help. Um, you can reach out to us and we can put you in touch with local resources, whether it's a department or community resources uh, to assist with the process, absolutely. Ian, you're quite involved in a multitude of NFFF programs. Would you mind telling us about some of them and how they may benefit those affected by a line of duty death? Sure. Uh, so the program I work with is a line of duty outreach program. And basically we take all the programs uh, that are involved with line of duty deaths uh, from the proactive to, to preparing departments to the reactive as helping departments uh, deal with the, the death and then afterwards with benefits and that kind of stuff. So the first program I talk about is a taking care of our own program. Um, that's a grant funded program where we'll come out to departments and teach this this class. Uh, and it's exactly as it sounds. How do you take care of your own? It's designed for a department to proactively come up with a plan to deal with a line of duty death or a serious injury. And there's several components in there. Probably the most moving, we have a fire chief on our, on our staff, we have several of them, that have experienced a line of duty death. And they give their story in front of the class of what happened. Some are positive, some are not so positive of, the, of how things operated. And then we have a fire hero family member, as a survivor that had a family member that was killed in the line of duty. And they also do their story. So it sets the tone for why these part, uh, programs are needed. Again, some are positive and some are not so positive. And then we, we take the program and we go into pre-incident planning. What do you need? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll go into the plan, the funeral preferences, what we talked about earlier, and how, how to develop that plan. Talk about notification of survivors, not only the, the process of notification, but, but how do you do it? You know, what are some of the keys to, to making those notifications? Uh, we go over benefits. Some of the things I talked about, we go into a little bit more detail so uh, everybody knows what type of benefits may be available. And then we have a section, we have a behavioral health uh, specialist on the team, and uh, he talks about an hour or two on behavioral health, an overview of behavioral health, signs to recognize for individuals, and how to help. So those are the components of the program. It's about a six-hour program. Again, it's grant-funded. We come out, um, obviously not right now with the, the COVID, but uh, as soon as that lets loose, uh, we'd be happy to come out to any areas and deliver this program. Um, are you guys doing any type of – sorry to interrupt. Are, are you guys doing any type of online option for this, uh, Zoom calls, things like that at this time? We do. Uh, through the Fire Hero Learning Network, uh, FHLN.net. Um, we have a, a course on taking care of our own. I think it's an hour or hour or two, uh, and it's an online. Uh, and it's just a synopsis of that. It definitely doesn't replace the, the in-person, uh, but it has some videos of the chief and the fire hero family member, and then goes an overview of that. So definitely uh, you can check that out. Uh, say if you go take a look at that and then hopefully you know request our class and we'll come out and do the in-person class after that. So another program is our, our what we call our last program, the local assistant state team program. Uh, probably about 14 years ago, we partnered up with the Department of Justice, and then we have teams in every state, or at least have an individual. We're developing teams in every state, and these teams are designed to assist in a light of duty death. Um, the, the premise behind them is to help with benefits, especially the public safety officer benefit uh, that, a depart that a firefighter may be eligible if he's killed in the line of duty. But the teams are so much more than that. They can help with funerals. They can help with honor guard. They can help with behavioral health, chaplain, anything you need. They're an a la carte service. So typically what happens in the line of duty death is the state representative will reach out to that department and some departments need nothing, especially the larger departments have internal resources to take care of it. And some need just pieces or parts of that or the entire thing. Uh, 
Um, so these, uh, this is on our, all this is on our website, firehero.org. And, uh, I, I coordinate all those 50 teams. You're welcome to call me anytime. And, uh, you know, we, each team has a, a coordinator that, that runs that program in that particular state. And then, uh, our other program is our uniform support group outreach program. And it's based on their position at the time. And only someone that's been through that experience in that position can truly know what that experience is like. So the foundation developed several outreach programs to assist those individuals. The most recent and the most comprehensive is what we call our incident commander and incident commander program. And it's just as it sounds, it's for incident commanders that have lost a firefighter in the line of duty. We have about 16 uh, firefighters, uh, sorry, incident commanders uh, that are involved in this program because there's three components to it. The main is the peer assistance. So these 16 cohort have been trained, right? They're actually incident commanders that lost a firefighter in the line of duty, and they've been through peer, peer support training to assist others. So you can get a hold of us, uh, the, the, you know, like a, an outreach from one of these incident commanders, and we'll match you up based on like circumstances as much as possible. That's like departments, like communities, uh, like death uh, circumstances, that type of stuff will match up. And these incident commanders call the incident commander that recently lost them and help them through the process. We also have a networking component with that. Every Memorial Weekend, uh, the incident commanders get together at Memorial Weekend uh, with a behavioral specialist and can share their stories and their experiences, what they went through. Uh, that seems to be very beneficial. We're planning on starting a regional networking as well once the COVID restrictions list. And then the third component is an educational component to this incident commander program. And that again is also on the Fire Hero Learning Network at HLN.org. Uh, and the program itself there is called When an LODD Occurs, Incident Commanders Speak. And it talks about the psychological impact on the incident commander, some of the family needs, media relations, dealing with the media, um, the reviews and investigations you'll go through as an incident commander, the operations impact not only to you, but the department. And then, of course, a behavioral health support uh, piece, where to get resources if you need it. Um, we're also in the development for the company officer program, and that'll be just like the IC um, we had that scheduled for May of this year, but obviously COVID uh, travel restrictions that got put on hold. So we'll be developing a company officer program uh, under the same parameters as the commander program. We have a chief to chief, which is designed as the fire chief of the department. Right now we have a peer assistance program. You can get a hold of us and we'll match you with a fire chief that's lost a, a firefighter in the line of duty. And then we have a networking piece of that as well uh, in Memorial Weekend. Our intent is to redevelop chief to chief to match uh, an educational component as well, just like the incident commander program. And then lastly, we have a coworker program and that's at Memorial weekend, uh, uh, coworkers that have lost a firefighter in the line of duty can get together with the behavioral specialists again, share their stories, uh, during that period of time. Ian, it's been an honor to have you as our first guest on hashtag remember, would you mind coming back sometime and sharing any of the new stuff that you guys start doing in NFFF F and beyond? Absolutely. Uh, I, I can't get enough of this. This is what, helping fire departments and families is what we do. And we're, we're all very passionate about it. So I'd love to share our new uh, developments and uh, things that are going on. Well, thanks again for your time. We really do appreciate all you do for all of us. Thank you. Thank you, John. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks again for checking out hashtag remember. If you like what you see in here, make sure that you hashtag remember on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Also, don't forget to check out AfterTheFirePodcast.com, FirefighterSkills.com, and FireHero.org for all of your National Fallen Firefighters Foundation information that we cited in today's episode. Again, we want to thank Ian Bennett and the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation. We are truly grateful to have you on as our first guests.
Make sure you check us out in the future when we interview the CEO of the Texas LODD Task Force, Wendy Norris. Until then, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and we'll see you after the fire.